Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're going to be here until 11 o'clock, helping you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. We've been off for a few weeks Uh I was uh, down south, headed to Florida, and a lovely time working remotely from the uh, Sunshine State, and I uh, highly recommend it. <clears throat> Excuse me, my wife, my wife and I flew down there, and uh, man, the airlines are awesome. Flight attendants were great. Pilots were amazing, and uh, very easy to do, and everything was great down there. I tell you, it's a whole different world in Florida uh, than it is here, and uh, it was good to, be, good to be away. Sorry we couldn't do the program remotely. That would have been a real big pain to try to do with me remote and Bob here still remote to Matt in Farmington so we elected to uh to do some best sales but we're back live so feel free to get online 800-966-WTIC 522-WTIC and if our governor's listening I filled out my paperwork and I took my test so I am clear and free uh <laughs> of the covid but uh man oh man it's kind of funny too when you turn a certain age you're you know this is one of those public service announcements. You know, you, sh- you should get out there and get your colonoscopy, which was I was planning on doing. You know, happy to do it. I was going to have it scheduled next week. And they call me up and say, Eric, before you have that done, you have to have a, a guess what? COVID test. <laughs> <laughs> and I said to them, well, you're working on the other end here. What's going on? Why do you? Well, did you pass? I already had, but she said it was going to be too old of a test for this coming up. It has to be within five days of of the procedure. And I said to them, you know, my dentist in May is five inches from my face and didn't make me take a COVID test to get my any dental work done. And they're they're doing fine. You're working on the other end and you want me to have a COVID test. (laughs) Like, what are you doing? (laughs) Who's making these rules? They're so arbitrary. So I just put it off and I told her, I said, whenever you guys change your policies, I'm happy to come back in there. I'm not that anxious to have it. You know, it's kind of fun is that? But to do a test on top of it, doesn't make any sense to me. Um, so I'll just push it off and wait. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people are pushing off things and well, waiting due to COVID. Maybe later they'll just offer the written test. <laughs> That'd be fine with me, Bob. <laughs> That'd be fine with me. So uh, we're <laughs> a tremendous improvement. So we're going to be here till 11 o'clock live. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We're also broadcasting live on Facebook over at WTIC's Facebook page. You can catch... 
uh, Bob and I there as well and post comments and whatever you'd like to over our uh, on the comment section of the uh, Facebook page over there on the on the broadcast. And uh, let's get to some usual technology news, right, Bob? You got anything you want to bring up? Oh yeah, I got a bunch. <laughs> we yeah. went over this off air before the uh, before the show. So anyway, yeah. the first one that I want to do this is more or less public service as well. I'm sure. Uh, this is a CNET article, and we'll post a link. Voting by text or tweet isn't a thing, and don't be fooled. Right. Trolls and hackers have used social media to post fake ads meant to confuse voters into missing out on Election Day. Don't get played. No, you can't vote by text message or by tweet or minus are a few rare exceptions. Mm -hmm. If you don't know that by now, then... Now you do. When you say there's a few rare exceptions, what do you mean? You can, well, in some instances, you can vote by Twitter? There are tweet? some places and some cities that have implemented this kind of thing. But oh, my goodness. They have found that the companies that do this, um, they have uh, vulnerabilities, if you are. Well, yeah, we talked about it a few weeks ago when we were on. Uh, there's a company called Votes, right? And Votes, V O A T Z. And they didn't want to have any kind of bug bounties, they were actually trying to make it illegal. For white hat hackers to test their software to see if it had any vulnerabilities. Yeah, because they found too many. <laughs> yes, they did. <laughs> yeah, so you cannot vote by tweet or, te or text. So please. The purpose of that is to regularly. disenfranchise you from voting because right. they can target you. Right. Depending on uh, who they are and what country they're from. Right. And uh, so don't. Don't be fall fooled. for it. Yeah. Don't fall for it. Okay. Very good, Bob. Other news, you guys probably are aware of this. Uh, end of September, and then again in uh, early October, and then again. Microsoft 365 kept going down. Azure seemed to kept going down. So there's some big worldwide outages with the 365 platform um, over the past few weeks. And, of course, Microsoft is not really exactly sure what happened. And then everyone talks about cloud resiliency, and clearly this wasn't the case. And when you have a, a, a cloud outage, right, when your service provider is 365 doing your email, your Word documents, or whatever you're using it for, when they go down, there absolutely is no recourse for you. All you can do is sit and wait. Right, beautiful sunny day, you've got power wherever you are, and you're still down thanks to the 365 outage. So, you know, there's a Forbes article we'll, po we'll post, and uh, they uh, kind of go over some of the issues that occurred uh, with this 365 outage. And uh, just be aware, you know, uh, when you start putting your, your all your eggs in one company's basket, uh, you're, you're going to be vulnerable to their issues, period. And the beauty of having your own destiny or your ability to survive or be more resilient with other services um, gives you the ability to fall back, let's say. So, again, if you had a local server running Exchange for email, your email would still be working. Um, if you had Zoom for your calls rather than Teams, you'd, you'd be able to still function. Um, but putting all your eggs and Microsoft's thrown in the kitchen sink into this 365 technology, they're going to try to hook you with a thing so that you're in there in that basket and once you become beholden to it when it has issues there's absolutely nothing you can do so keep it in mind and we'll put a link up there for you what else you got bob okay um nasa wants your craziest space theories so it can debunk them you know halloween's coming up i heard that yeah, yeah. so the <laughs> agency plans my least favorite holiday <laughs> well it can be fun uh -huh. you know you have to look at it on the fun side it's like a party where mm. everybody's involved yeah yeah and you get goodies and treaties well you can't do that anymore. that's all maybe it's all about masks i don't know well you know <laughs> there are people that have had 
develop tubes so they can put the candy down the tube so they can social distance when yeah. they distribute the candies. And then there are people that have developed slingshots so they can sling it out into the street. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just be that house that puts the bowl of candy. you got bring has your them. baseball mitt with you so you can catch it. You know? <laughs> we'll put the bowl of candy out and have the kids just pick it up. So anyway, yeah. uh, the agency plans to address ho- hoaxes and conspiracies for a Halloween video. Nice. The earth is flat. The moon landings were hoaxes. Aliens walk among us. There's an ancient civilization on Mars. A surprising number of people believe these things to be true. And mm. NASA is planning to wade into the madness on for a Halloween special episode of hashtag Ask NASA video series. Nice. The episode will take on space-related conspiracies and hoaxes. <laughs> plenty of spooky, a plenty spooky subject for Halloween. I remember that there's a guy recently who tried to shoot himself into, into orbit with a steam-powered rocket. To, pr- to prove to himself that the Earth was flat. <laughs> Didn't go very well. Well, they cover that in, the, in this yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we'll put a link up to it. Uh, one of the uh, things that it said in the article I thought was pretty funny was yeah. Stanley Kubrick, who did uh, 2001 <laughs> A Space Odyssey. Yeah. Yeah, he was such a perfectionist when he uh, – because people, some people believe that uh, nobody ever actually ever landed on the moon. Right. And it was done in a studio. Right. Yeah, well – he was such a perfectionist that he had to do it, you know, uh, uh, on location. The the movie 2001: A Space Odyssey he filmed on location. No, no, the uh, moon landing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a mess! That was done on location. That's that, right. That film. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you believe these things, guys, NASA's going to straighten you out, um, <laughs> which is great. So uh, good for NASA to help you out there. Anything else you want to bring up, Bob, before we head out to our first break? Okay. Uh, let me oh, we're talking self-driving over. cars. I know that. Yeah, okay. GM Cruise yeah. petitions U.S. government to deploy self-driving car minus steering wheel and brake pedals. Yeah, not a good idea. So I thought this was a good lead-in for the Uber and Lyft. I uh, need to make the employees, uh, 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 the driver's employees. Right. So there's a lawsuit in that, and uh, they're going back and forth. Yeah, and, and even Tesla just updated their vehicles with self-driving software, but they're right. but they're screaming at you to keep your hands on the wheel and your eyes on the road because the car might do the exact worst thing at the worst time. Yeah, um, be very article, very careful. Articles on all these things and more. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll talk about it during the uh, during the program. But feel free to get online eight hundred nine six six WTIC five two two WTIC. We'll talk about your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. We've been gone for a few weeks, but we are back live. So feel free to get online, or Bob and I'll be have to, having to talk about our kids. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And uh, we're going to get right to your calls. We're going to refresh the screen here, Bob, to see how many folks are on the line and uh, give people an idea. 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC to get online. A couple lines open for you. Let's go on to your calls. We're going to go to Ken in Manchester first. What's going on, Ken? Keith. Oh, sorry, Keith. Um, I I got my glasses on, I promise. What's going on, Keith? Good morning, Eric. How are you? Doing good, sir. How are you? Good. So I have a general question about uh, mesh... Uh, Wi-Fi systems as I'm starting to understand them. I have a um, uh, my own modem. Uh, it's a three-in-one because I have voice and internet and cable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've been, uh, bought a Wi-Fi extender that does not seem to be doing what I was hoping to do. 
and I'm wondering if that means I need a mesh system and yeah. if you have any general advice. Yeah, I'm not really very high on extenders these days. Um, so if you can put an access point um, in your home or a second access point, and the idea of meshing is that they kind of mesh together. So when you move within your property from one access point's um, delivery area to the next, your device is able to hand off smoothly between the networks and they mesh together in that way. It's a way to think of the mesh network. Extenders, as far as I'm concerned, are not that good. Any, is not the way to go if you can avoid it. I uh, liken it to uh, the bucket brigade of the fire department. When they're passing the bucket of water, you know, they pass it from one guy over to the next, to the next, to the next, and they, right. the handoff is seamless. Right. So, so getting additional yeah. access points makes makes sense. And so, a qual- and, and, oh, go, go ahead. I was going to say get a quality Wi-Fi device in the first place. Um, you know, if you have a big enough router in your central area of your home to begin with, you may not even need additional extenders. Well, I think that one of the issues I have in my house is that the uh, 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 modem is at one end of the house, and we generally use, you know, all of our Wi-Fi at the other end of the house. Gotcha, yeah. So there's part of your problem. Yeah. So So uh, do do you feel, uh, is there any issue with a particular uh, modem I have, the 3-in-1, and setting up the system? I've actually been looking at, can I mention a brand name? No, go ahead. I think uh, Eero, E-E-R-O, I think is the... Uh, product uh, sounds like a lot of people think it's good for ease of use, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know mm-hmm. if you have a particular recommendation or if you know that product. I have not seen that product, but it is an Amazon product. Um, yes. So the more Amazon gets into your uh, into your home, yeah. the more they know what you need and want, and the more creepy it gets as far as I'm concerned. It could be a quality product, but th- just the fact that I saw that it was an Amazon product literally just now, I would shy away from it. <laughs> right. Um, that's just personal. I mean, it's... It, it's it, that's how these. What does Amazon want to do to offer you a wireless access point? What what possible desire could they have for doing that? Um, right. So I would tell you to look at um, companies that have been in the business for a long time and really don't have that arterial motive. <laughs> you know, uh, Cisco, Ubiquity. Um, these companies have technologies that are very affordable. A couple hundred dollars. I mean, you can get a good. Cisco router for you know two or three hundred dollars. What you're talking about is a modem device that's given to you by the internet provider, right? Well, no, I, I bought my own on your advice, so I now own my own uh, uh, modem. I just had to get the three-in-one because I have voice, internet, and cable. Got you. So you got your own modem. Do you have your own firewall, or is that modem also acting as a firewall? Holy cow! Um, I believe it's acting as a firewall, but uh, I might not uh, have it. You believe it's acting as a firewall. Okay, well, and it's located at one side of your house and another. So if you just leave that device as it is and get a Cat5 or Cat5e, I should say, or Cat6 wire and run it from that device over to the other side of your home and plug in a, let's say, Ubiquity router, a Ubiquity access point, and those run about, I don't know, a couple hundred dollars. Um, you can configure your own. Uh, access point over there, and then you can also get a second ubiquity access point for where your primary is located, and those two devices will act as a mesh wireless network. Um, okay. You would turn off the wireless that's on your router if you wanted to go that route. Or again, try to relocate your, your modem router combination to a more central spot in your home, and that just solves the issue without purchasing anything. Right. You know, that's usually the best yeah. bet if you can get, if your home is, you know, how, how large is your square foot footage of your home? Uh, about 3,000. 
Yeah, so just putting it centrally in your home will probably solve most of your wireless networks, depending on how strong that broadcast is for that device. Well, that sounds like a better solution and uh, uh, cheaper, too. <laughs> it is cheaper, yeah, a lot cheaper. And again, you know, Eero could be great, but just the fact that I saw it's an Amazon company, it just, freaks me, it just creeps me out. You know, yeah. they, all, they all want to get into everything that we do and control our access. I mean, why would they, what would they, be, why would, why would they want to do that? <laughs> why would Amazon right. want to do that? Yeah, can, it's a good point. We don't have smart speakers and things like that, and I don't need anyone else uh, in my house other than people I invite. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Great. Well, thanks very much for the advice. Always appreciate it. All right. Good luck, Keith. All right. Thank you. You got it, sir. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. Why don't you refresh our screen, Bob, so we can see who's online. I know it's been a while since we've done this. Pro- ah, there we go. Everyone's here today. Let's go next up to uh, Al and Avon next. What's going on, Al? Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning. I, I'm, uh, I was about to install the uh, update to Windows 10. I think it's 2004, the major uh, feature update. Mm-hmm. And I just turned my laptop on, and where it was sitting there, available for me i guess it's not now did they can pull they, it back can they pull it back like that uh, they have i think they have uh i've seen some uh pcs that that will actually download it and others that uh t- is telling that the demand for it is so high that they're putting that that uh, it overloads their their servers what really and, and that they're uh putting them out um allowing oh many so many at a time so i've been at places where i've been trying to update to 2004 mm-hmm. and yeah. some of the machines get it and other ones do not it's not available how old is the machine now oh it's about a year old all right so it should be current yeah um, oh it is current but uh when i go to windows update i've got a few of the small stuff to, right. to do today but the major one was in a category by itself and yeah. I was going to call you guys when I was ready to install. Yeah. So I called you, and then I then I turned the machine on and looking for it, and it's not there. Let me take a peek here to see if there's anything new well, here. You can download. Um, there's a file you can download that will um, install it. it for you. Yeah, install it. Uh, I've done that. All right. Place. So we have a link for that we can put up for yeah, Al. I'm going to find it, and we'll post that. But so, Al, I guess I have the biggest question for you: Is you really have nothing else to do today? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nothing else. I mean, paint your house. Yeah, right. Know. Yeah. Oh no, this, this. I would think this would be a five-minute job, and in and out. <laughs> ah, come on. But nothing's five minutes. Anymore. Not with Microsoft. No. no. Yeah, and there's a massive lot more than five minutes to install that 2004 yeah. update. And there's been some major issues with it. Um, so uh, you know, if you've got really nothing else to do today, utterly nothing else. I mean, paint the house. Oh yeah, I, I I I do not care if I install it or not. Quite honestly, no, I just wondered why they can be an Indian giver with it. You know. <laughs> well, who knows? I mean, Microsoft does all sorts of strange things when it comes to their software, I and see. it's been problematic. We've talked about uh, the 2004 version being one of the more buggy versions. Right. Uh, I, I, sure. I've been following you guys for 25 years. Awesome. So I, I certainly know. From where you come. Yeah, so I would tell you, you know, not fight City Hall, but we still will put the link up that Bob's talking about. Where yeah, it, it's, it's good information. Like I say, the link won't disappear. I can look at it, uh, you know, tonight, 
tomorrow night, whatever. Yeah, do you find it, Bob? Yeah, I got it. Here. All right, so we'll put it up on computertalkwithtab.com. So those of you who really, really have nothing else to do today, <laughs> <laughs> you can upgrade your Windows 10 to 2004, but I wouldn't do it. Well, okay. Of course I'm not going to. Certain uh, video cards. Your, uh, your humor. <laughs> video cards, Certain video cards are not compatible with the 2004 update. Uh, so that's one of the reasons. It's a big one. Oh, it's a very, that'd be a very it's a huge one. one. But I, I've got a top-of-the-line Envy laptop. All right. Again, uh, I wanted a, an all-metal frame. And nice. You've got to go a long way to find what you want, and Envy's got it. Very good. Well, again, we got to step out, Al, so good Hold luck. Hold off right, on sir. the update. All right. Thank All you. Right. We'll be right Bye-bye. back. Tab, I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we are here until 11 o'clock. And then Dr. Alessi will come in with Healthy Rounds. He'll give you a second opinion on your health advice. We have been away for a few weekends, and uh, we are live now. And uh, happy to be here for you guys. Very excited to be back. And we missed, I missed you guys. Um, I tried to only miss two shows, but the airlines flying us down to Florida moved our flight. They, for some reason, couldn't get enough folks to fly on the Saturday. We wanted to go after the show. So I had to leave the Friday before, so that's why we missed the three shows. I would have only missed two. I tried. I really did. But they changed, <laughs> they changed the flight. Yeah. So, uh, and my dog ate my homework. <laughs> yeah. well, no, it's, it's, no, I understand. I wish, I wish we could have been so feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Let's get right to your calls again. We're going to go to Ken in Hartford next. What's going on, Ken? Ken, you there, sir? Yeah, how are you guys doing? Good, sir. How are you? Good. So, hey, uh, quick question. Um, at the top of the hour, you spurred my call. You're talking about Microsoft 365 and the, the whole platform. So that's pretty much all I use, and yeah. I keep my documents on OneDrive. Yeah. And I noticed with those products alone and nothing else on my computer, web browsing, other apps, I get a lot of latency with the Word app, Excel app, really all the apps, you know, where yeah. it's just like slow, slow, slow. Right. And then some time it picks up to a reasonable speed. Yeah. I turned the autosave off, which was, since I'm putting everything out to OneDrive, that seems to help a little bit, but still, you know, I'll be working on a resume and I'll type three words and i got to wait for the computer to catch up. And i got yeah. a fairly robust laptop with, you know, some decent power on it. So yeah. I was just wondering if you guys had any tips on how I could maybe uh, improve that performance. Well, the easiest way would be to do your work on your local drive. So when you're working on OneDrive or 365, everything's in the cloud, right? And so you're working on Microsoft servers, the, the tenement server building in the sky. And you and millions of other folks are all trying to use that technology at the same time. And that's why you're seeing that performance issue. If you had a local copy of Word on your local computer and the file was sitting locally on your C drive rather than the OneDrive, you can always move it up to the OneDrive after you're done. Um, you're not no, you're no longer affected by Microsoft servers. You're now using all your CPU cycles locally. And, yeah, and I, it, I get that, but I guess the question is, since I've got 365 that I pay whatever it is, 100 bucks a year for, yeah. do I have that option of bringing a copy of those products down to my local machine? 
You might, yes. Your subscription, depending on what you have, may offer you a local version of the software. Some are app only, where their app is based on the, the cloud side of the equation, and some offer you the local apps as part of the subscription. So like the, the, the business premium flavor of uh, or business standard now, Microsoft keeps changing the names of 365, I contend, just to confuse everybody. Um, the, the business standard offers the local apps as well as the web-based apps. So you have to double-check your subscription. Um, you have to first figure out what the heck you're paying for, and then you should be able to download the apps on your local, uh, yeah. local machine. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm um, just paying for the, the full home version for a regular you know, um, home user. Yeah. But, you know, I will check on that. So, But I do have the option of if, if I can't find the option to do that under my current subscription, I could, I could probably do an upgrade for X amount of bucks and have that as an option. You could, and believe it or not, the folks at Microsoft have also contended, it seems, or given up the fact that there's plenty of us who do not want to rent the software in perpetuity from Microsoft, and there's going to be a full-blown Office 2021 coming out. So right now you can just purchase Office 2019 one time, and it works on your local system. Pay for it once, run it for as many years as you like. People were all saying, oh, they're going to force everything to go to the cloud. Well, it uh, looks like Microsoft has conceded that argument, saying, well, no, there's plenty of people who don't want to do that. Here's an Office 2021 out there coming. It's going to be released. So it's going to probably cost another $300, like 2019 it roughly is. But to pay for it once versus every year, you'll save money instantly. And, of course, the larger the company you are, the more expensive it would be to rent it every, every uh, month. Yeah, but as a consumer, does that still make financial sense because – for 100 bucks a year, I always have the latest and greatest copy, whereas, you know, if i got to spend three, four, five, six hundred dollars $600 every couple of years, ultimately I'm paying a little bit more. Yeah, so it, I, that's a great question. I just had that with a client yesterday. So are you a better author with the latest version of software or the old version of software? I mean, if you, were, have to, if you had to write the next great novel on your word processor, does it really depend on the, the latest and greatest version of it, or does it depend on your ability to use the tool? I still use Office 2013. Um, here, I'm able to get all my work done with no issues. My, my ability to write a letter doesn't change at all. So I would contend that that latest and greatest, almost it doesn't really matter as far as I'm concerned. If it, if it matters to you because of some new feature or something you're using, hey, more power to you. Maybe you're just one of those super power users that are using functions that I wouldn't even dream of in doing a Word document or a resume. But I don't think there's any value in always having the latest and greatest. Uh, just because you can, and to pay a premium for it, I don't think is, is I'd rather take that money and go out to dinner or something. <laughs> yeah, you, you and me both. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's good advice, and yeah, I'm going to explore that option because, like I say, the latency of doing everything in the cloud is, you know, gets gets pretty obnoxious at times. It it really can, and you're beholden to it. I mean, were you were you impacted by those massive outages recently? I was not. That's good. The loss in yeah, was, the loss in. <laughs> The loss in productivity is a hidden cost, and you have to factor that in as well. So you may be yeah, saving a little bit of money with this subscription, but there again, you know, if it's slowing you down and you're producing a third less or a yeah. quarter less, you know, that's your labor. What's that worth? Yeah, no, that's you know that that CBA is is a, is a big you know definitely pushes that direction. No, that's that's great advice. I, I appreciate it, guys. You're welcome, Ken. Good luck out there. Yeah, thanks. Take care. Thanks for calling. 
All right, let's go to, uh, we should be able to get another call before our break. Let's go to Rich in Glastonbury next. What's going on, Rich? Yeah, hey, thank you for taking my call. Sure. I, I actually have a similar question to uh, Ken, who was just on your show. Yeah. And I do have um, Windows 10 mm-hmm. and the Office 365, the recent versions. Mm-hmm. But what just came up, it has uh, OneDrive needs your attention. Oh. Yeah, start syncing again by signing in. And then another message, your files might not be up to date. Re-enter your credentials to start syncing again. Yeah. And, and the, the question I have is, I, I don't know what credentials I would need. I don't know what the password is to sign in. And the other thing is, do I even, even need OneDrive? I'm thinking of just removing it. Great questions. So OneDrive really is just the, the cloud repository of your documents. So in your case, you are actually working locally because it's obvious that you are and you're, you're, you're saving files on your C drive and the synchronization that's trying to happen out to OneDrive is not working because you haven't logged into OneDrive in a while. Okay. So if you don't care that your files are not syncing out in the cloud so that you can share them with your friends or your colleagues or whatever you're doing, if you don't care or need that, you can ignore the error or you can, you can um, turn the whole warning off if you're not going to use it. Is it... Would it uh, adversely affect me if I if I turned it off or got rid of it? No, because here's the thing. So if, if let's say you're just going along and you're you know you happen to be I was going to use a current political reference, but I won't go there yet. Um, you're you're doing you're working on your computer and you've got data locally on your system and you didn't even realize that it was being copied out to OneDrive on Microsoft servers. Okay, you didn't even realize it. Yeah. Wouldn't that be a problem if somehow you, you, were, you were hacked because you set a password of OneDrive you know, as your password and somebody logged into that OneDrive as you and accessed whatever data you were putting out there? Maybe you wouldn't like whatever you were putting out there for everyone to see. You know, Pictures of meetings, of places you were going and things like that might be embarrassing. So if you don't really know that your data is escaping your computer, and with our, with our Patrol Dog product for our clients, we actually protect... Um, aerospace companies that are dealing with NIST 800-171 requirements so that their folks don't actually stick Dropbox data out there. You know, you don't want uh, a drawing of an F-16 part or an F-35 part from Pratt & Whitney to be on a Dropbox drive, right? So in your case, it's a OneDrive. So if you don't know you're using it, turn it off. Well, you know, I never, I've had uh, Office for years, and I never knew I had the OneDrive on there before. And I think what happened when my um, subscription renewed, a message came up a few days later about the OneDrive. And and then it's asking for password and credentials. Right. And I, I don't know what that is. Is that what I would have for Office 365? Generally, right, Bob? That would be his credentials. Well, it could be anything because you could set it up for an account. you got to create a Microsoft account, and you could have multiples and not even know it. Hmm. And... Uh, OneDrive comes up every time you log into a new uh, uh, a new profile on a machine. It creates a OneDrive, which I typically go and disable. Okay. And the other thing is, is that uh, uh, that OneDrive comes back with every update. Yeah, they force it back. Hey, I'm back. Would you like to use me now? Okay. <laughs> so, so you so you disable it, then you don't even even use the OneDrive. Right. It shows up down in the system tray. Yeah. I right click on it and I choose settings. And then I go over and I uncheck t- 
to re to reopen it, everything that's on there, and then I close it, and it won't come back until the next update. All right. Just imagine if you're a law firm, right, and you've got your people doing you know contracts for your clients, and all of a sudden the the data is being synchronized out in OneDrive, and that wasn't a policy you as a as a law firm agreed to have happen, and somehow that data gets compromised. Ignorance is no excuse. Microsoft, for some reason, wants to redirect your your uh, default drive where it saves your documents in the OneDrive document. Right. <laughs> or OneDrive drive. Right. So the OneDrive, then, the purpose is to have storage in the cloud. Correct. Hmm. All right. Yes. Because on my um, iPhone and iPad, I do store in the iCloud, and that, mm-hmm. and that works fairly well. But, but the computer that I'm using, I don't. Um, I, I don't do that much in the cloud, if anything at all. It's right. the home base computer. Right, and the Apple device, Apple Clouds had issues too. Yeah, people have hacked it. Yeah, and the data is available. So you've encrypted your phone, but your data is sitting out on the cloud. I know. So I know. Do, do your clients use the uh, OneDrive, or do most of them just uh, take it off? Most of them have a local server. Okay. And. Um, the data is there, and then, of course, it's backed up in the cloud, fully encrypted and securely. But most companies want to know where their data is. And when your employees start chucking data in the cloud, who knows what's leaving your office? Yeah, I think I'll just take it off then. All right. Just take it off. But, yeah, I want to thank you, and I'm um, glad you had a uh, good trip down to Florida. Yes, it was awesome. Okay. Thanks, Rich. All right. Thanks again, guys. Enjoy you your program. It. All right. Very good. We're going to step out for a quick break. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. It's a computer talk. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We are live and uh, back from, I was away down in, down south at Florida, and uh, we're back here live though for you, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. What did you do while I was gone, Bob? What did I do? I worked around the house. There you go. <laughs> in the good old days when UConn football happened, uh, every now and again they would have noon games, and we would have a preemption because, of course, they're playing during our time slot, and we'd be able to get some work done in the fall, but... UConn really hasn't played really good football lately, so we haven't been preempted uh, in quite a long time. Um, Between that and the COVID. Yeah, now. So let's get right back to your calls. We're going to go to Jim in Winstead next. What's going on, Jim? Morning, gentlemen. How are you doing? Good, good, sir. How are you? Well, I'm still vertical after what I've been through this uh, year. (laughs) Yeah, it's been a weird year, hasn't it? Yeah, well, I had open-heart surgery in June, so. Oh, wow. Yeah, wasn't fun. Anyway, my story is uh, my seven-year-old HP desktop started having the hiccups. So I, at uh, Labor Day, uh, HP had a sale, mm-hmm. and I bought myself an Omen uh, desktop. Okay. And I've been transferring files from my old computer to my new computer with a one-terabyte thumb drive. All right. And uh, I run across... Mr. OpenDrive. You missed your OneDrive? Play with OpenDrive because I keep getting a message that it's full after five gigs. So I copied the files that were on on the thumb drive to my hard drive. Mm -hmm. And then I went in in settings and I uninstalled OneDrive. Mm -hmm. However, if I go to the File Explorer... What shows up 
OneDrive. Oh, it's not anywhere else, but it shows up, and I can't delete it. Right. Figure that one out. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Bob? It's like a bad penny. You can't get rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> it keeps coming back. Every time you update your operating system, Microsoft's going to try to put it back on you. Um, it's just what they want to do. They want it to be there, and they want you to start using it, and they want to start by default sticking, having people stick their stuff out there. Um, we can try to show you a way to more permanently remove it. We can probably find some articles as to how to do that for you, um, if, especially when you're not if you're not going to use it, um, so it stops coming back. But we can't guarantee it because it's part of Microsoft's desire is to ha is to have your data, Jim. They need your data. They want your data. They, they want to rule the universe. <laughs> they need to have it out there so that when you need to go ahead and get up, bring up that recipe for Grandma's cookies, you need to go to Microsoft to get your <laughs> recipe. <laughs> I went into I went into uh, settings, and I got went to the uh, tab that says to uninstall apps, mm -hmm. and I thumbed my way down, and there's um, OneDrive, yeah. so I uninstalled it, which is what I thought was the proper way to do it. Right, and um, it didn't show it doesn't show up anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, until I go into the file explorer. Right. And it's making me crazy, and every time I try to delete it, it keeps asking for uh, permission. Permission is back to the credentials that Bob talked about with the last caller, is you could have set up a separate credential for that OneDrive folder. Um, mm -hmm. You can actually hide it, too. We can actually help you with hiding OneDrive. So it doesn't show up in your in your folder. Uh, like Bob probably has already found it again. Sorry, like somewhere where I'd never find it again. Thank you very much. <laughs> I don't know about that because Microsoft could easily update and say, "Hey Ken, remember um, Jim? Remember our OneDrive product? Here it is again. <laughs> you want this OneDrive product? Yeah. You need this OneDrive product. Right. We're going to give it back to you. Yeah. So you must have it. So we'll put a link up here from Microsoft. It's a support article that I found, which is probably similar to what Bob just found to how to hide it um, so it doesn't show up anymore. And, of course, you can unlink your OneDrive from your computer as well. Um, oh, that, we'll have a link, for, uh, a link for that as well. That sounds good. Yeah, it's a good way to start to get it, to get rid of it if you're not using it. Yeah, it just drives me crazy because uh, every time I transfer from my old computer to the new one, you know, it shows OneDrive, and I didn't, I didn't copy the file, and it's the file... Oh, my old computer is not under OneDrive, so I'm wondering how it keeps coming back. It's Microsoft, exactly. As this kind of the things we're trying to allude to is they want they want you to put your all your data out there, so that in order for you to get your data, it's on Microsoft systems. It's it's. Ridiculous. I even formatted the thumb drive because I thought, okay, that's got to be embedded in there somewhere. So I formatted the hard drive. The thumb drive? Yeah, no, that wouldn't have anything to do with it. It's your operating system that's that's doing this to you. All right. Well, I will. Look for it. Yeah, we'll put a link up there, give you some instructions as to how to go through that process of uh, doing those unlinkings. Thank All right, you Jim? very much. Have a good day. Yeah, hope you feel better. Yeah, well, I'm I'm gaining on it. Let's put it that way. Good for you. Good for you. All right, let's go on to uh, Joe in Litchfield next. What's going on, Joe? Hi, uh, Eric. Hi. Uh, Hi. Yes, uh, I have uh, a secure computer, or a computer I use exclusively for financial uh, matters. Yeah. Like a brokerage and banking, yep. and uh, it, it has a fan that just all of a sudden started running.
constantly, all the time it runs. I tried to blow it out with this, with that air stuff, and uh, it doesn't seem to help. And I, after I had an update, it went away. But then yeah. it, after a couple of weeks, it came back again. It won't go away. It runs constantly, you know. But I have a fear about bringing it to, like, someone on leaving guys. I said, well, I got financial stuff on there. Why don't I leave with you guys? I hear you. I hear you. So, <laughs> again, that's kind of in the news lately. <laughs> Pardon? <laughs> it's kind of happened in the news to somebody lately. They brought it to a computer guy, and now his data's everywhere. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. oh, that, that is a, a legitimate fear, then. It is legitimate fear, right? So when you're working with IT people, you need to trust who you're working with. and But, of course, you need to realize that your data, if it's not encrypted or password protected, is, is there. And, and IT people, believe it or not, are mandatory reporters. So... If we, if we, as if again, we don't work with the general public, but if we came across a system that had something, you know, as horrible as child pornography or something on it, we have to mandatorily report that oh. to the state police, and we have done it. Uh-huh. Um, it it's sad that we ever had to come across it, um, but yeah. we have done it. So when you bring your equipment to anybody, there is a level of trust, and there's an understanding that you're going to actually secure your stuff. You know, okay. I, I, I thought uh, my wife was saying this to me, Joe. You don't, you don't really have anything saved on that computer. All you do is bring up their websites and then you you know, put your password and go on. I said, that's true. Yeah. But even with that, if I took all that off, still, they could still access it, could they not? Well, if you've saved the password in the browser, they could. So if you've got a nice bookmark to Schwab and your uh-huh. username and password have been saved in the Chrome browser, they would just bring it up and click on it just like you. If I they want to do that. Now, that obviously would be highly illegal and unethical and they shouldn't do that. Yeah. But if you've done that, where you left your browser all cached and saved, and, hey, I'm going to go on to my Schwab and do my work? No, I don't uh, put the passwords in there. I, I actually manually put it in every time. Yeah, and do you have a two-factor authentication? Do you have a, a Ubico I, key? I don't, they, don't re- uh, they don't require it on, uh, on these sites that That's I use. crazy. Which I think they would. But I would think they, wish they really should. More and more yeah. websites are starting to... Uh, Use two-factor authentication, either by email, text message, or some sort of... Yeah. And, Joe, they may not require it, but they may have given you the option to enable I it. I think they it. may have. I, I, might have, I might have passed on to time. Say, well, I don't need that with that. You I'm should. You should it. turn it on. Uh-huh. Turn on okay, two-factor. Okay, so, so I, I don't have any as a resolution for this. I'll then take the screws down and try to find and ruin the computer myself. Well, again... It, 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 like your wife said, there's no data locally on your machine. You're probably fine. If you turn on two-factor authentication, even if they did have the passwords, they couldn't I get see. to your stuff. So she's okay. probably correct in what you've described. Okay. All right. I'll consider doing that. All right, Joe. I appreciate it. You're Thank welcome, you, sir. You're, all right. Very well. Right We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. Everything we've talked about has been posted live by Mike G over at computertalkwithtab.com. It's the name of the show.com, which also works. If you follow us on Facebook and like Tab Computer Systems, and these days, if Mark Zuckerberg deems the news worthy, it may get into your news feed. And, of course, we are broadcasting live over at WTIC's Facebook page. Check us out. We'll be right back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.